children turning their back on everything that they were taught about the Christian faith is a nightmare that way too many people are living. Today on Bridges, we're gonna talk about navigating the crisis of prodigal children. Welcome to Bridges, I'm Monica Schmelter. I'm glad that you could join us today. Today, we're talking about navigating the crisis of prodigal children. Lots and lots of people are seeing this happen in their homes and in their families, and it really is a nightmare. Now, to help us kind of unpack this today is my guest, Lane Lawson Craft. So, she's an award-winning author. She does have a podcast, Warfare Parenting, but also she had three prodigal children all at the same time. So she comes to us as an expert, but also as a concerned mom. And Lane, I'm so glad that you're doing this series with us on yes, prodigal children. Yes. How prevalent is this? It's a crisis. Mm -hmm. You named it perfectly. There's not an American family that I know of right now that is not under some kind of attack. Yes. It can be from the school board. Mm -hmm. It can be in politics, even church. So today's children, they are one click away, Monica. Technology has changed everything. Yes. And it does a lot of good. You and I spread a lot of good and hope and messages of mm -hmm. wonderful things. But on the other side, there's an enemy that is using it and luring our children. Right. And we have to remember prodigal children, you know, whether it's something that happens in high school, in college, or even in, in later years, you know, the impact of social media, the pressure that's there, you know, there's always been peer pressure, but I don't think it's like it is now. Well, think about it. Okay, at school, 20 years ago, before the iPhone, somebody made fun of you. Well, just that little group right. knew. Now the whole world knows, Monica. Yeah. Now one entry into Instagram or Snapchat or whatever mm -hmm. can have the whole world know right. that maybe you fell in front of everybody or ripped your pants and it left a hole. I mean, I'm just saying, it's crazy. Well, it is crazy. And let's be honest, most parents are like not aware of all the things, right? Because we're not into all the things, right? right? Most parents are busy earning, living, uh, earning a living, trying to do the best they can right. for their kids getting them to church, teaching them scripture. And so they're not always cognizant of that the kid is one click away yes. from something that could traumatize them, that could just wreak havoc in their lives. Yes. And yes. probably the kid is not going to tell their parents what's happened because they know, right? Right. So there's that. And there's also another thing that we haven't mentioned. It's happening to a younger and younger yeah. child. Mm -hmm. They are saying the average age of a child seeing porn for the first time is seven how years can, old. How can that be seven years old? They're seeing it on somebody's phone mm -hmm. or iPad mm -hmm. That's that they're not being attended. Did you know that sex, uh, sexual activity is now happening in 11 and 12 year olds' lives? Mm -hmm. I mean, so see what's happening? I mean, our youngest children are even getting lured yeah. in from this. Right. And they're way too young, way too young. to try to navigate any of that. Yes. And people can be lured into things that we, we think, oh, no, no, an 11-year-old. No, they're not going to be sexually active. But there's been such an over-sexualization yes. on 
TV, streaming, like all the things. So, yeah. Well, and you've also got to remember that we have influencers now. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that. Now, we no. had, we did at school in a small, mm-hmm. you know, but we have mega influencers that are feeding our children what to wear, how to wear it, what to say, what's okay, and what's not. So the world has become very loud to mm-hmm. our children yeah. and at a very young age. Yeah. You know, when you look at some of the posts and the comments and like the different things, you know, when I look at some of comments and the perspective that the person is talking from, I think, you know, that makes zero sense. But yet 500 people have liked it. Right. 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 And so you see that the world is a different place. It's dark. But yet, even with influencers and darkness, he is still the light of the world. He is. And I think probably looking back to Monica, I I was in, I guess, a Pollyanna mindset. <laughs> what do I mean by that? I had no idea what my children were being, uh, in, you know, just exposed to, I guess is the word. Uh, when I realized, I started educating myself. And so I think today, if you're a parent or grandparent, and this all seems like, oh, silly, silly. It's really not silly. Mm-hmm. And we really need to dig into what are these people saying to my child. Right. What are they influencing them to do? What choices are they making for my child's behalf? Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we're kind of the silent majority. We must activate other Christian moms and dads and grandparents to say loudly, no, this right. is counter to the Word of God. That's right, right. We have to protect our children. We do. That is our job as parents, as grandparents, and to just understand that as much as the kid might want to do that or we might want to loan them our phone or to play games on, if we're going to do that, we have to be super careful that they don't have access to anything else because they're far too young to be doing right. that. And, you know, you're bringing us into a very hot topic of mine, and that's authority. Yeah. I mean, I really think we have to touch on that. Yeah. Uh, parents have been usurped. Mm-hmm. The school boards don't have to let us know when they're giving our children gender-changing drugs mm-hmm. now. Many school districts have a nurse on the premise and will prescribe that 14-year-old, 11-year-old medicines that change their gender. You talk about usurping our authority. Absolutely. And that it's done in secret. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's done in secret. You know, So a kid can't take an over-the-counter headache medicine to school, right? Right. But they can go into the school office and, you know, they can arrange for them to have an abortion or get, uh, like you said, the medicine to change genders because that's what the kid is thinking. And kids are thinking that because that's been put out that's in right. front of them. Right. The influencers are right. saying, they're dressing up right. and saying, this is fine, this right. is great. Right. So parents today... I really encourage you and motivate you right now to take authority. So let's look into this. So you had a baby. God hand-knit that child. And now you're a steward of this masterpiece that God made. So when you start looking at your children as a part of what God has asked you to steward, then you start saying, I have authority over this. That's right. Uh, Don't let the media tell you you don't. Don't let the school boards tell you you don't. The Word of God says you are the parent. We are to honor our mother and father. That's right. So today, if you've kind of let things go, 
I love to say this, Monica, we do this in our home many times. When something's not working, you know, you get with your husband mm -hmm. and you say, these rules aren't working. I say, you can reset any day. You have the authority mm -hmm. to look at all three kids and say, the way we've been doing life is not working here. Y'all are older. Now, that's another thing. As your children age, things need to change. Mm -hmm. Rules need to go in a different direction. Right. But do you see what we're doing? We're giving parents the authority mm -hmm. and the respect. They know their kids better than anybody. That's right. Now, who in the world loves and wants most for their child? The parent. That's right. And who's responsible for the child? Right. Right. Who's legally and, and just morally and all of that, who's responsible? The parents are. And when you talk about authority, I just even want to say like for parents and grandparents of children that are already adults, it's not the same, right, as when they're in our house, but you still have spiritual authority to pray. Yes. Yes. You still have that power. You still have the power of prayer. You still have God on your side. It's not a time to just throw up your hands and say, well, there's nothing I can do. This started when they were 15 and it's still going on at 28. You have to dig in there and do warfare prayer. You do. You do. And that's so important. I think it's an essential. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a maybe. It is an essential to win the war and the battle for your child, whether they're 10, 15, or 50. Mm -hmm. Again, we are believers that you have until your last breath. Yes. And so we've got to give room for God to move. Yeah. And to realize that with every decade, the trends and the t statistics have changed. Yes. So mental health issues, right, anxiety, depression, those are up, up, up. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because we are seeing numbers we've never seen. Suicide is at the highest rate mm -hmm. and young. 13, 14-year-olds. I mean, can you imagine the pain that child must be in? Yeah. Anxiety, all-time high. Depression, comparison, uh, self-harm. I mean, all of these things. See, these are prodigal issues, but that doesn't mean that they're bad or... No. No, it just means that they are battling what the Lord and as parents hope and dream for them, right? Right. And there and that struggle, right? And we all know, right, if you have a mental health issue, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, that person tends to feel like they've got nothing to lose anyway. So if you've got nothing to lose anyway, you might be much more apt to go through the, the wrong door because they feel like they don't have any anything to look forward to. That's and right. so I think as parents we have to not say, well you don't have anything to worry about and understand that there's all these pressures and all these things that kids are going through, and it's our job to protect them and to pray for them. Right, and you know, all of us, whether you're a young prodigal or just a wonderful person, when you're low, the lures of the darkness, yes, absolutely. Uh, the escape mechanisms, uh, the things that you do to, to combat those negative emotions, well, see, now they're a click away. Yeah. Now they're everywhere you see, and it's okay. That's where, again, we've got to come in with authority and say, I am the steward of this child, and I am going to do everything in my power to war for them in prayer and in God's wisdom. Yeah, and to invite other people yes. that are of like-minded faith yes. to join us with that power of agreement and not to just say our home is out of order, right, 
or our prodigals are adults, so therefore it's all out of our hands, we have to take the authority that God has given us yes, we do. to win our prodigals back. Yes, we do. We do. If we don't, you know, the enemy loves it. See, the enemy's stirring all this up. This is all a part of his strategy mm-hmm. to get parents usurped, to get parents to where right. I'm not making an impact or there's so much darkness, what I say doesn't matter. Exactly. Well, that's not true. No. And that's what we're telling them today. Right. You are amazing. You have authority. And do not ever give up that hope. Right. It's, we've got to contend for the faith. Yes. Right. It's not a, a, a job of complacency, right? We fight the good fight of the faith. Right. So while we're acknowledging that all of these things are going on, we refuse to accept that. That's right. And also I want to say, you know, if you're seeing your child stay isolated in the room or if you pick up that they seem extremely sad, you know, if you as the parent are starting to see some negative things, that's when you sit down and do the hard things, Monica. And that's when you ask them the hard question. Right. Are you okay today? That's right. And and be quiet and let them talk, yes. right? And let, let them talk foster and cultivate that they can tell you anything, anytime they need to. We've got to take a break. Okay. <laughs> I want you to stay with us when we come back on Bridges. We're going to talk more about navigating the crisis of prodigal children. This is a huge battle, but with the help of God, right? By his Holy Spirit, we can win this battle and we can win our prodigal children back and see our families restored. If you enjoy watching Bridges, you can join Monica on Facebook for all the extras. Just visit Facebook and search for Monica Schmelter TV. At Monica Schmelter TV, you'll get a look behind the scenes. You'll learn secrets from the studio and you'll be among the first to know what's coming up next on Bridges. Best of all, you can connect with Monica for prayer and share what topics you'd most like to see on Bridges. Monica would love to connect with you. Don't give in. God's Word says you're an overcomer. It takes training. It takes discipline. And so when you're fighting that good fight of the faith, you take your story, whatever it is, and you saturate it in faith and you fight for it. Visit monicashmelter.com to schedule Monica to speak at your next event. I almost died a hundred different times probably. We were angry. I remember having my first drink. I'm living in a penthouse, party king now. Ecstasy, molly, mushrooms. I had a lot of demons, acid. Started getting into cocaine. Something drove me out. I was wrapped up in a sting operation. My wife would get scared of the phone ring. Say it was living hell. The closer we got to breakthrough, the more Satan would attack. That was really hard. Today on Bridges, we are talking about navigating the crisis of prodigal children. And for all of you who have those or prodigal grandchildren, you know that it really is a battle. And so I'm so glad, Lane, that you've come today to kind of really for us to talk honestly about this battle, about how huge it is. And I think one of the things that's true about parents today is that sometimes there's a temptation to want to be the kid's friend. Yeah. Well, you know, that is the culture. Yeah. You're supposed to be best friends 
with that child. I say this all the time, Monica, you can't be best friends and be an effective parent. No, you can't. I mean, there's just no way. I, I'm not saying don't be close. Right. I'm all about having close relationships with your children. Of course. But you cannot be their best friend because, again, that takes away your authority. That takes away your your discipline. Because, you know, best friends don't do that, do they? Of course not. <laughs> right? They laugh at all the ridiculous right. stuff. They might even encourage the ridiculous stuff. But parents parent. That's to protect, to lead, to guide, to instruct. And I think that's even, it does change with adult children, but you're still their parent. That's right. And two things I want to say. See, parents are under attack. Yeah. Not only just the prodigal, right. but the things that bring our prodigal home are mm -hmm. under attack, yeah. like not being best friends. You know, Kaylee may say, Mom, but everybody else is moms. Right. And I go, well, you know, what do we say? If everybody else is doing it, does that mean we do it? That's but, right. Uh, and another thing about adult children, what we like to say is we become their coaches, kind mm -hmm. of. We wait for them to come to us. Hey, right. Mom, I'm thinking about taking this new job or I'm thinking about dating this person, mm -hmm. that's when you have the opportunity to say, well, you know, if I were you, or looking back, I did this. Exactly. So that's what you do. You Again, that communication, that communication is so key. It really is, and to keep it open and to keep it honest. And I remember, Lane, reading an article that talked about one of the reasons that they surmise that more parents want to be the friend is so many of them have guilt because it's a broken family, yes. single moms, single dads. Like, it's not necessarily a family unit right. in, in terms of a mom and a dad and children. And that because parents want to make up for that, yes. so they lean toward the really liberal thing and trying to be the kid's friend. And that's, again, takes from the discipline. Well, it does. And listen, it's prevalent. We need to talk about that. That's, mm -hmm. that's the wonderful thing about this whole series, Monica, is when we bring this to the light, the enemy has to flee. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what the scripture says. So it's prevalent that there are a lot more single moms raising yes. children and single dads mm -hmm. and grandparents. Mm -hmm. The dynamics of the family have changed. Yes, they have. And then add technology and then the dark lures. I mean, it is just a perfect mess. And so there is a lot of parental uh, accountability that we've never had. Uh, we've got to be more educated. We've got to be proactive. And again, we've got to dig deep into the wisdom of God, which means we've got to read and pray yes. because it's going to take that. Yes. Right, Monica? Absolutely. We have to have the word. We have to have prayer. We have to be, even if someone is a parent of a prodigal and even if there is chaos in the home, the only path forward, right, to rectifying that is praying the word and obeying the word. Because otherwise, chaos does not correct itself, right? right. If a room is a mess, the room does not pick itself <laughs> up and bring order. Someone has to go and clean that room up to make order. And so we have to think about that with our kids and with our own lives. Like, this is never going to get better on its own. That's not how this works. Right. And again, today is a new day. Yes. And start small. Does a room that's overwhelmed and have been cleaned for months happen instantly? No. no. So figure out what is it that you want most? Is it curfew to be, you know, really established and, and acknowledged and, and actually found, you yes. know, yes. Um, figure out what you want and figure out ways to, you know, quickly and easily 
implement it into your day. Remember, every day you have the authority mm -hmm. to set new rules, set new things in place. And so that's integral. You know, the world tells us, oh, it's just going to be that way. Right. You know, you can't fix that. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yes, because we're parents. Yes. Because God has given us those children. Right. So, of course, we can steer that in a different direction. So let's talk about the path forward because, you know, we're talking about this huge trend and a, it's a crisis for sure. But as a parent decides, hey, I'm going to start taking authority. I'm going to, you know, and if everything's chaos and they've been letting everything go, I think that's great advice to start small, small. and implement those things and, and build and build from that. But what are some of the ways that you learned from yes. your personal journey to have the path forward? Sure. If you really want to reset at home. So today, if you've decided, wow, I want to try this. I've got nothing to lose. The two words, I'm sorry. You sit down as a family, whatever family looks like for you, and you look at your kids and you say, you know, I'm not perfect. Right. I've made some mistakes, and I'm so sorry if I've hurt you or disappointed you or reacted too strongly. Do you know what that does immediately mm -hmm. to your children? It's a reset. Mm -hmm. They go, wow, mom's really sorry. Then you say to them, starting today, Let's together figure out how we can clean this up. Yep. And that's where the small steps start, mm -hmm. Monica. And I think that when we are brave enough yes. to say to our children, I'm sorry, yes. I messed up, what it's teaching our children and what it's even showing an adult prodigal is it's never too late to turn around and that healing comes when we're honest. Yes. Because no parent is perfect. No. Just God. Yes. No other parents. And I think it's fine. Take authority over the situation. And I know that I've asked God not only to forgive me for the mistakes that I made in mothering, but to make up for any and all of my deficiencies yes. because he's able. Right. And then he comes in. Yeah. That's just a way God works. That's a strategy of the kingdom. Come in and say, hey, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I want to do better. I want to be a better mother or a better daddy or a better grandparent. How can we do this together? I have found that when we include our children. Yes. You know, we tend as parents to maybe sometimes take that authority over the edge and do it my way. Right. Because this is the way it was done in my life. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? That's, that's not necessarily the best way. Right. So. And I think when we bring them in, right, we have boundaries that... We're not going to, like, say, like, if they want to do X, Y, Z, and that's not a good idea, that they get to do whatever they want. You have the boundaries of, yes. like, you know, we can do this or we can do that. What do you think? And that we pick two really good choices, you know, the curfew or this. And then let kids, and then we get to hear their hearts. Yes. And, and what they want, even if we have to say no, to be able to hear them. Yes. We all do so much better when someone has affirmed our feelings, even if they can't agree with what we're thinking. It's powerful to be heard. Yes, they get heard. You get heard. Mm -hmm. And what I see is, you know, a lot of families aren't being raised like we want to do our family. Mm -hmm. It also lets our children see maybe we are different, and that's not such a bad thing. Right, right. 
because it's different with the purpose. Yes. Like we're going somewhere, guys, and we want it to be going somewhere good. Well, <laughs> I can remember in the day, my kids would fight with me, Monica. I would call the parent. I mean, my kids would be 15, 16, 17, wanting to go spend the night out. Mm -hmm. I would say, no, not unless I talk to the parent exactly. to make sure. Well, see, that was foreign even then. Mm -hmm. We've got to help kids. We, I like to say we're the, you know, if you go bowling, you've got those bumpers, <laughs> and I need those bumpers many times. Be the bumper. Be the bumper for your yeah. child. You don't yeah. have to be, you know, crazy, but you can kind of guide them. Mm -hmm. And guiding them might say, I'm going to call that parent because I'm making sure there's not a party all night long without anybody being there. Um, calling the parent is like just the most wonderful thing ever. And you just make sure the parents are gonna be home right. and that there's nothing else going right. on because we're the parent right. and that's our responsibility yes. to, as much as we can, make sure that our children are safe and to steer them with everything that we have in the natural and by prayer in the supernatural because it is a dark world. And I love your idea, Lane, of a reset. Yes, yes, I just think that's, absolutely the turnaround yeah. and it may not happen instantly right I just want to prepare many mm -hmm. parents hearts my son again was 15 years but it started a new journey for all of us mm -hmm. it opened a door that we didn't have before right and it shows our children right that we're willing to make changes yes. that that we're flexible I think that honesty of like, this is not working. <laughs> you know, I've been doing everything I can and this <laughs> is not working. working. And I think that's important because sometimes people will stick with their rules and stick with their thing. And we do have to have rules. So there's that. But if it's really, if that's not working, we need to make adjustments. And listen, you can do this as a family. If you're talking 12, 13, 15, 18 year olds, you can write down, you know, curfew, uh, homework, the things that are important that you think are very essential. And then you write down the consequence with them. So it's all in black and white. Exactly. They know if I don't do this, this is what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's yeah. another great thing. Yeah. We even did some things where uh, we did that together and we had our son sign it. So we all agreed, I signed it, he signed it. Like these are the rules, yes. this is what happens if you don't keep them, but it's all out there in yes. the open. We're out of time, <laughs> out of time. Thank you though, Thank you. I want, want to do some yes. more episodes with you so yes. we can talk about this. I'm so glad that you joined us today navigating the crisis of prodigal children. If you want some resources, show notes, you can go to bridgeswithmonica.com. Finding hope in today's life is not always easy. Bridges with Monica Schmelter is making it simple. You can now listen to podcast episodes on popular platforms like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Life Audio, and more by searching for Monica Schmelter to find God's hope for your journey. Life can be hard and days can be long. So if you're looking for hope for the journey, monicashmelter.com is a great place to get started. On monicashmelter.com, you'll find Monica's teachings on demand. And if you're looking to really grow your faith, you'll find online extras are available with every teaching. So don't wait another day. Get started now at monicashmelter.com and you will find hope for the journey. If you're in a crisis and you're waiting for a prodigal to come home, I think the story in the Bible of the prodigal son teaches us so much. One of the lessons that it teaches us is that the father, what did he do? He would watch and he would wait. And one day he saw his son from a long distance 
come, and he restored his son immediately. So if you're waiting for a prodigal to come home or some other type of crisis, by faith, watch and wait. Believe that as you pray, that God is answering your prayers when you're praying in alignment with his will. Watch and wait. The hope for the journey today is don't despair. Watch and wait. Watch and wait to see God do miracles in your life. I'll be back next time with more hope for the journey. Hey there, it's Carly Marcoulier, host of Therapy and Theology, a weekly podcast that explores popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.